They put on the helmet and pads. Flattened by a reader, short of the line of scrimmage. And make the big plays. Here comes Merciless, sack fumble, and the Texans have the ball. Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. Got that first hit? You always need that first hit just to get into the rhythm. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. That was just a fun little tweet I sent out, but I was like, didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Live from Fuddruckers with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sidhu, and Drew Doherty. Oh, we're rocking tonight. Listen, win or lose, it's comfort food time at Fuddruckers, 59 in Greenway, 59 in Wesley, and in the Greenway area. I kind of messed that up a lot. It's in the Greenway area. You know where Fuddruckers is. Head mm. for the burgers, the comfort food, the shakes. It's all here. They actually have healthy options here, too, but after a loss, there's no way. I'm going burger all the way. Not that it's unhealthy. Anyway, it's so wonderful to have this guest here tonight. He had a big game against the Patriots. I know it was a loss, but he did well and looking for big things on Sunday at Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Reader. What's up? You know, you were you were here early, which I thank you very much, by the way. I, I try to be early. So I mean, not last only time po- I was a little oh, late. Oh, you were. See, yeah. I, I forgot about that, we so I wouldn't have remembered. Try to make up for it. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because I think about the D-line like this. You guys remind me of an offensive line, and I mean that in a complimentary way because offensive lines tend to be very close. The group of mm. players tend to be very close. This is the closest, the tightest D-line group I think I've ever seen. You guys are very close, and you kind of – remind me of the way an offensive line is. Yeah, um, most of the guys in the room we've been together, this will be our, most of us, third year going on with each other, all of us with each other, and then the other guys, it's the second year. So we haven't really added too many new guys to the room, and I think just as a group, we take a selfless attitude to work, and we got a lot of grinders in our room. I think that's what we really appreciate it. It starts from the top down, though. Weave's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing for a guy like that, and that's your position coach, and that's who you spend your most of your bulk of your time with, it kind of molds the group. It's a quirky group, too. I mean, you yeah. guys have a lot of different personalities in Definitely. there. And I think it all melds together. It's funny to see that. I mean, you guys have started finding each other for doing media appearances. And I, I think that's just hilarious. I'm very opposed to this, by the way. This <laughs> makes our job very difficult. Nobody is, wants to it talk. Is only, and you guys are so fun to talk to. It is only self-boasting fonts. If you, you, <laughs> oh. Boosting yourself <laughs> is a font. So, therefore, if you wear a shirt, like Carlos has a shirt, that says Watkins on the back and it says 91. He got fined. Like, yeah, that that <laughs> okay. will go on the fine. Self-promotion. Yeah. So you're okay yeah, right now. You're not getting. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Wait, what about when JJ posts a picture on Instagram or something, shirtless or something like that? Is that a finable offense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what if he's offense. just on the magazine cover like Men's Health? I mean, you know, that's just, he did a good but job. But he did it. No, I mean, he's not going to get fined for that, I guess. Oh, okay. He went out of his way to post a picture of him working out or something without a shirt on, <laughs> then that is a fine. Yeah. He's like, here's my tab right now, yeah. and uh, starts, let's yeah. just go. Everybody takes it with good good, good taste. They take it in stride. Dare we ask where the funds go for the fines? <laughs> we all go eat. <laughs> Why of course, not? of course. Yeah, good, good idea. idea. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Do you guys mix it up when you go out, or do you go to the same spot every uh, single time We on mix a it up. Uh, Thursdays on home games, everybody picks. So on Thursday, you get your Thursday, and you get to pick where you're going to go. So, like, Tends to differ. Some guys pick the same place, but I like when it's everybody's different. Yeah. You got to mix it up. 
All right, let's talk about what happened on Sunday, and we'll focus on next week as well. Obviously, it's all about the next game in mm-hmm. this league, no matter whether you win or lose. But what did you make of it, the way it kind of got rolling, and the way you guys played in the second half when you held them to two field goals? I think, um, you know, we had to knock the rust off at the beginning. It was a little rusty. Uh, I think both teams did a good job of just game planning each other. It was a little bit different. So, you know, it was, it was some things that we hadn't seen. It was some things that we had, and just did, couldn't get a good enough feel for it until the game came around. And um, they did a good job of jumbling everything up in the middle, kind of, and mm-hmm. keeping us on the rush. But um, I think we battled back every time. You know, we, we set our jaw and we went out there and fight every time. So it was really encouraging to see what the team could do. Um, but the second half, you know, things opened up a little bit more. They started going back to more of their normal offense, not as many chips, more rush lanes. So we were able to get after a little bit. And I think we just had that mentality that we're still in this game. And we thought that the whole way through. It seemed like you, it could have really gotten away yeah. from you all early, especially with that first play of the mm-hmm. game. But you guys stayed in there, and the resilience was there. How much of that is just the experience of playing up there, playing mm-hmm. New England, and knowing what you're what you're capable of as I a think, defense? I think it's all in having confidence. Like you said, knowing what we're capable of as a defense, having confidence in each other. I, we know we can make plays. We know we got guys in the front end, back end, and the middle that can all make plays. I think that's really what it came down to. We were just waiting on a play to be made, and then a couple started getting made, and it just with every step came more confidence, more confidence, more confidence, more confidence. So we got really excited, and I think it was just really encouraging to see that we did. we went out there and we gave up two field goals in the second half. And you know, if we start the game that way, what we're giving up 12 points a game. Right, and I, I think that's notable because this is a team that never takes its foot off the gas. The yeah. New England Patriots want to score 50 if they can. Yeah. They're going to try to do that, and you guys were able to slow them down. Now, Angelo had the tip that resulted in the Tyron Matthew mm-hmm. interception. What about Angelo? Because I've called his name a lot lately. What kind of guy is he, and what's he bring to the table on the D-line? No, Papa Lowe's, he's a real quiet guy. He's, he's quiet. Papa, Papa Lowe. Lowe. Okay. We call him that just because and. Angelo blames everything on money spending on his kids. He's got two kids. So he always <laughs> like, ah, oh, man, I got mouths to feed. I can't do it. I'm like, oh, my God. So, But, no, nah, he's um, he's a real quiet guy, really athletic, um, good football player. Doesn't say much. Um, he's really grown into the group. He kind of meshes with the group really, really well just because when he does say something, usually we're all joking on each other. So, mm-hmm. um. He's um really good match, doesn't complain, just goes to work every day. And I think he carries the right attitude about playing the game. Sounds like a smart guy if he's blaming his kids because, you yeah. know, who's going to argue with you? Yeah, nobody's going to argue with you about that. <laughs> I think I'm going to use that too. Hey, you get two sacks. Mm-hmm. The only other guy to get two sacks at the nose tackle position in Tom Brady's career was B.J. Raji. He did that in 2010, 2012, around there. What was it about your spot getting that, that uh, pressure? Because J.J. talked a little bit about how some of the, the stuff on the edges was – not contained, but you know they they were focusing out there. Uh, I think them having the chips out there helped us in the middle a little bit, just be able to push the pocket and know we got to get in his face to help those guys out. Um, I think the first one I just kind of shot up field and they literally might have messed up protection. I don't know what happened, but I ended up scraping through there clean. And then the second one, JJ did a good job of rushing the edge, and I was kind of in a P rush. I was just kind of playing contained. I had three guys bouncing off, bouncing around, then. JJ made him step up into the hole that was over there, and I just kind of went and finished it off. He say anything after he goes down? You get him? Uh, no, he didn't say anything. I think he's just he gets really, really angry when he gets sacked. Like, and it's not necessarily angry at the person who did it. Like, he's just like mad in general. Like, yeah. he, you can tell he's a true competitor. It's, it's really weird. But um, he 
He didn't say anything. I just got up and went and celebrated with my teammates. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you go up there. This is four times in the mm-hmm. last 33 games. I know you guys are used to it. I'd like to say you must be eager for a return trip in the postseason or something like that, but you'd rather play them here. And yeah. it's only week one, so you have a remarkable opportunity, obviously, to do something great with the season. It's just one game. I really don't understand how it ends up that we always play them there. I don't get it, but <laughs> but um, it's um, yeah, we're we're excited to play them again. We'll, we'll get to these other games, you know, get through them, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully they do well, we do well, we'll see them again. Quick note: this game was the return trip from the 2015 matchup that was here because you're playing the AFC East, and 16 and 17 was a statistical anomaly. You shouldn't have been playing them back to back up there because you both finished first in your division, and that's why you played them those two years. One of those should have been here, but I guess it's one of those things about the NFL and the league explained it to the Texans saying, hey, it happens like once every 24 years or something like that. All right, great. In 24 years, we can look forward to -to (laughs) back-to-back with the Patriots if we both finish in the same spot in our division. So there's that. I still don't understand what you just said. I know. I don't even understand it myself. I was hoping everybody was sort of... Way less than leap year. I believe you. I just don't understand it. Exactly. I feel like everybody's been talking up DJ as far as you know what you're able to do you talk about being unselfish i know jj's talked about how you're so unselfish but you're one of the best nose tackles in the league in his opinion and whitney merciless said something the other day in the locker room that i thought was really interesting he said that your first year here bill o'brien and them gave you a really hard time yeah and he talked about how he had got a really hard time from them as well and it wasn't even his first year what do you recall about that your rookie year your rookie experience here oh uh, i came in a little chubby um <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but your nose tackle, isn't yeah, that yeah, what they yeah, wanted? Yeah, I was, but I also did not pass the conditioning test. So that mm. I, my year started off rough. That's not a good start. Rough okay. shape start off the year. But <laughs> and Will we, Fork was here, too. So what was he saying about that? I mean, you know, his conditioning test and my conditioning test was a little bit different. <laughs> I, think they, I think the times were a little bit different. They graded on a curve but, for yeah, the older I think guy. it was a little bit of a curve. Because <laughs> yeah. that year the rookies ran and then the vets ran. Oh, Oh, okay. So it was a little bit different. So but for Will Fork, it was like, walk over there. I mean, I don't know. We don't know. I'm not throwing anything out there. But I. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, you know, uh, we got the pads on and just kind of all the time, just kind of what OB does. He just messes with people. And, you know, you got to have tough skin when dealing with them sometimes. And I, I think it's a little bit different when you're on offense and he, he goes to those guys pretty hard. But on defense, you know, he's he's on us. And it, and it's, it's something you, you got to have an edge about defense. And I think he sees potential in a lot of guys. And I think that year was just he was on me a lot, and especially early. He was on me a lot, and for great reason. I failed the conditioning test, and I was overweight. So, uh, <laughs> chubby. I, you I, said chubby. Yeah, I, I understood <laughs> it. I definitely understood it. And he kind of, like, looked me in my eye, and he's like, man, look, you don't get your stuff straight. You might not make this team. And I was like. I was like, man, look, when we get the pads on, like, I promise you, I can play football. Like, I, I know how to play football. I was mm-hmm. like, all that other stuff, like, I, I can figure it out, but I know how to play football. And so it ended up working out. I think we, we got a really good relationship now. When did you feel like the tide started to turn with him? Um, was it that think, year? Yeah, it was that year. Like, the later I got into that year. You had um, a couple of starts your rookie yeah, year, right? I had seven starts. I ended up starting later on, later in that year, and just kind of, Never taken anything that he said to heart, like to where I felt like he hated me. Are you, is I, that your personality, yeah, or did you just, have to like that's just me. toughen up for no, that? No, that's okay. just me. I've I'm always been like an even kill. Like people start yelling, I don't really. I'm not a big responder to yell, but it doesn't bother me. Like it's not like I'm getting angry about it. Like I've never. There's not too many people that can really get under my skin. There's like a few of my friends, um, my mom maybe, 
But other than that, no. Like nobody can really like shape knock me off the stand that I stand on. It's just that's just who I've been for a long time. That's a good quality to have. Yeah. That's a great quality to have. You always been that way? Always. Yeah, yeah. my whole life. Like it's just I don't know. We could call Felicia right now. She'll probably tell you the same thing. She's just like, he just really doesn't ride as high as too high or as low as too low. DJ Reader joining us. Uh, let me ask you this. After a game in which you play the whole way, mm. because in the preseason you're playing little chunks of time here and there, how did your body feel after that first one? Oh, yeah, Monday I felt like I hit a truck. Like, literally ran into a truck. Um, but, you know, I felt good. You know, your neck's always the most sore out of really? the first game just because you're not used to taking those hits. Mm-hmm. Not for that many plays. Well, I played 52 plays. Like, not for that many plays the whole game. And so your neck's always the thing that's, for me, the most sore after the first game. And then the rest of your body's kind of coming along, coming along. Then by Tuesday, like, you go in and work out on Monday. By Tuesday, you feel fine. Like, I feel great now. Mm-hmm. Well, Is it always the worst, the first game? I think so. I think it's always the worst because you just got to get used to those hits again. Like, you're hitting each other in camp, but they're not, not like full-fledged full out yeah. there, like, trying to mash each other in the face. The like new that. speed, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, different things happen in the course of a game. Like, there's there's some scheme plays that you didn't know were going to show up. So you're not right. technically prepared, prepared for them. You knew it had, had a chance of showing up, but you didn't know what to look for. So, I mean, there's always different things that – happen throughout the course of a game that can really mess with you a little bit. Was their offensive line what you thought it was going to be? Is a little different, a little bit better, a little bit uh, worse? What I thought it was going to be. Um, I think they do a good job inside of staying in front. Um, on the outside, I think they did a good job of cutting. I think they got us a little – I think the cutting kind of threw us off. We didn't We didn't know they were going to cut as much in a quick game. And How is this still legal in the league? I mean, I, I know it is, so you, you can express an opinion on it. Yeah. I explained it how I explained it earlier. Um, I feel that if you're going to make up so many calls that put the defense at a disadvantage, like illegal mm-hmm. touching, mm-hmm. defensive holding on defense alignment. Yeah, um, I've seen that more and more lately. More and more, like the whole helmet. Like I think the helmet rule is a good rule, but you fall into a line of so many plays that are – what was happening? Was the offense yeah. player trying to go down? Do you not right. want me to hit him? If I don't hit him, then what if he stays up? Yep. So you put in so many plays like that, and then you go to a point where cutting is still legal, but it's legal, so therefore you miss so many high-low calls. Right. If it wasn't legal at all, there would be no way you missed that call. Like you miss so many chop blocks where a guy's on a block and he still gets cut. Because cutting is still legal, and you're not even like you're almost like, oh man, he's just cutting. I'm not even looking for it sometimes. But if that play was, I mean, if a cut wasn't legal at all, like you wouldn't miss that call, not one bit. And I think it's to me, you know, I understand it from a blocking standpoint, but I also think it's a cop out. A lot of coaches use it, so it's going to be difficult to yeah, see it get. It's definitely phased not going to get phased. It's never going to mm-hmm. go away, but it's it's really rough just because I think they've made better rules about it, like. When you're running, you can't cut back going in towards the ball. Yeah, yeah. But it sucks when you're, like, flowing to the ball. Like, you're running towards the ball. And then and all of a sudden you just get chopped down. Like, it's not something you're looking for. Like, right. So it's just it's very aggravating to deal with. You say aggravating. It's frightening for us to watch. I can't imagine how frightening it is for you. I mean, that's your livelihood. Yeah. And, and yep. they're going at your knees. It your slows you down while yeah. you're playing for sure because it's just like – and I, I mean, that's the purpose of it. It slows you mm-hmm. down because you start thinking twice about it. And you do so many drills to protect it. Like, it's almost second nature, but if they get you, they get you, and you yeah. can't really do anything about it once you get got. DJ Reader joining us. His teammates ask him questions next. We're at Fuddruckers 59 and Wesley, and it's the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show.
the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show right here on Texans Radio. Now back to Fuddruckers for more of the Texans Players Show. Fuddruckers 59 and Wesleyan. And I was just getting a refill on my drink and... That's perfect timing. Yeah. Milkshake mm-hmm. coming up in an hour. Not that I'm counting the minutes for that because they're so good here. Mark Vandermeer, Drew Doherty, D.B. Sidhu, and D.J. Reader with us tonight hanging out. I, I love D.J. He shows up early. He eats. He has a good time. This is great. All right. Let's get to some questions from the teammates. I've been told there's a surprise question in here. No. So, D.J., no. if you don't like it, it's not my fault. Blame D.B. Okay. He's already He'll going. love it. He'll love He's it. He'll love sure it. Okay, let's yeah. get to the first one tonight, shall we? Hey, what's up, D.J.? It's Christian. Quick question for you. Who's got a better shoe game and why? You or D.J. Dunny? Brandon Dunn, D.J. Dunny. Is this like an inside joke? Does I'm, one person no, have I like... think I'm... Mine's pretty good, but uh-huh. I think Dunny has a better shoe game. But I think that's because he cares a lot more than I do. Like he, <laughs> he's serious about. He's it. really serious about it. Like he, he has multiple pairs of like certain shoes. Like I, wait, the same I'm, shoe. He's got yeah, more than one yeah, pair of the same shoe. Felicia will also tell you this. Uh-huh. Back to Felicia. She uh-huh. will tell Felicia. you that I am you joined us late as Felicia. a <laughs> boy's boy. Like I don't care what shoes I got going on. <laughs> nothing like. If I play like going out there and playing in the mud, it could be the nicest shoes I own. I'm going out there and playing in the mud. Oh, okay. Now, I know a lot of people like that. So, Dunny's probably got the best shoe collection just because he cares more than I do. Like, I don't. Yeah. He won't get them dirty. I mean, yeah, he probably no, won't. No, he's got like, multiple pairs. Yeah, he won't. But he mm. he cares about, like, getting them dirty and cleaning them, making them look nice. Like, I don't. Like He's got. I, I, we talked about this with him. How many <laughs> does he have? He's got a lot. Like, he's got hundreds a lot. at yeah. least, right? Yeah, probably yeah. hundreds for sure. Yeah. But Kareem's got to lead the entire team. Mm, I don't know. Kareem and Dunny might be running a really close race. We got to find DP. You have Dunn's to investigate this. Dunn's got a lot this. of shoes, man. Kareem, Kareem, I had talked to him a few years ago. They redid their closet so he could fit more shoes. <laughs> and he's like me. He orders shoes every week. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. But Dunn is, I, yeah. Dunn's got a lot of shoes. It's, it's, we talked about this on a get to know. Oh, it's yeah. going to come up later. Dunn's got a lot of shoes. He detailed it. It's it's impressive. It's Wait, while we're on the subject of Kareem, though, which we weren't really, but he did come up in the conversation, what about Kareem at safety? had a nice game. He had a really good game. Yeah. Really good game. Made some big plays. Two forced fumbles. Yeah. You know, he looked really comfortable back there. He uh, did. And yeah. you know what? We've always talked about what a good tackler he is. Super well, it's tackler. a good it's, it's a impressive. good position for him to it's show that very off. Very impressive. I, I watch it sometimes. I'm like, I don't know how he does it, how he goes about doing it, but it's like he decides and he goes and gets it. And yep. Like, I don't see him miss often and it's open field like it's clear mm-hmm. open field and he makes it a lot and it's really cool yeah he's got that it's a hard hitter yeah he's, he's a very hard hitter you want for that all right let's get to the next question from a texans teammate for dj reader hey, it's kareem jackson number 25 <laughs> the host and producer and ceo of kjack tv <laughs> dj reader got a question who would you let run your instagram and who won't you let run your Instagram in the locker room? KJAC TV, check us out every week. Every week we're live. Every week. Every week. Um, you didn't even know that he was the next question, Mark. That was perfect timing. I would probably let either JJ or KJAC run my Instagram. Because mm-hmm. they bo- they're both really active. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they 
they do a good job, like the content and stuff that they put up there. Hop really good job too, but I'll probably let JJ or KJ do run JJ mine. might be like, all right, now we're gonna take the shirtless photo of you. No, 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 no. I don't think I would have any shirtless photo. I think he does a good job with like his pictures and like all that stuff. So I think JJ or KJ. They've got good and eyes. Who wouldn't? Who would you not? This was actually Car- a question on KJAC TV. Carlos definitely not. <laughs> Carlos or BMAC are definitely not running my Instagram. Okay, why is that? Because BMAC just, man, BMAC, not, he just clowns everybody on his Instagram. He does do that. He clowns his son, who's two, <laughs> can't even talk back. <laughs> clowns everybody. And then Carlos, I just feel like Carlos would put something stupid on there. Like, Carlos would just mess up my whole Instagram, like, get is, in some type of trouble or is something. Is he super like active? I don't No, really... he's not. Oh, that's why. If, if he was running mine... Yeah. He would just do something stupid on there and I'd get yours. in trouble. So, yeah. And then he'd think it was a joke. So, that's probably why I wouldn't let Carlos do You're it. Not su- are you super active? You're not, I'm all right. You kind of come and well, go. I come and go in phases. Yeah. What are you in right now? Not active? Like uh, during the I season? I put up a post today. You did? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. The okay. TV's going for her phone. Put up a post up <laughs> By the way, the KJAC TV promo, that's player reporter on HoustonTexans.com. He just Texas renamed it. He's the, now the producer and the CEO. And as he's saying that, I'm just shaking my head like, no, you're not. No, you're not. He's good at it, though. He's, he's a good he, host. He's really it's good. good that he's, it's, it's good that he doesn't let it get to his head. It, you it's know, funny one because he's now the talent. You know, he, <laughs> he's the guy. And you're just going to have to manage him, D.P. It's very hard All to right? manage him. But, yeah. you know, he has a lot. It's funny because he didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he does it. And he just, like, turns it on. Mm-hmm. And he just, I mean, he loves the himself some Kareem. delivery. It's so good. Yeah. we got to get really him on the show. You know, it's funny because I I, we've never had him on this show. We need to get him on the show. He'd okay. D.J. Reader is here. Next question from a teammate for D.J. Reader. Brandon Dunn here. Uh, your, your teammate, locker mate, D.J. Dunny. Got a question for you. What is the most... Thing you hate about Clemson. Denny always has some good questions. Um, what is like the biggest thing I hate about Clemson? That's gonna be very hard mm. for you. Uh, I asked him what he thought you would say, and then he told me what he wanted you to say, but I don't think you're gonna say it. Has the alumni association been pestering you for donations yet? <laughs> yeah, that's that's annoying. Um, that's not Clemson maybe. specific. That's every yeah. college. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a tough. I feel like we don't have enough bars like downtown. Oh, really? I feel like we need more of those. It's a small and okay. The liquor store also closes at seven. That is what? a problem. PM? The, seven p.m. We're oh in the Bible Belt. That's a problem. Goodness. Seven. Is it open on? Is it open on the weekends at all? Seven. It's open on Saturday till seven. Then and Sunday might be closed. Sunday closed. You couldn't get beer on Sunday until about my junior year. Wow. And not that you had any also, before that. <laughs> there are no sorority houses at Clemson. <laughs> Wait, there are fraternities, but no, no sororities? There's no sorority houses because there's only sorority halls that are on campus because uh, more than five women living in a house that aren't related in that area of mm-hmm. South Carolina is considered a brothel. <gasps> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's That law's got to be outdated. Updated <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Very outdated. As a sorority... Sister, I think I would be very offended if anybody. Boy, yeah, all right, but these are these are good suggestions. Right this I did not expect to come up on the show I tonight. Didn't, I didn't think this. So not a lot to do. There's, I mean, there's stuff campus. to do. Like, there, what would you do for fun when you? I mean, there's there. some bars, but I just feel like there's there needs to be more. But there's also not a lot of students. 
So yeah. maybe they're, that's not a, a lot of students. Well, it's like UT, like, what, UT, 19,000? UT Austin. None of us went to UT Austin, but the first time I ever visited there with like Sixth Street and Second Street, and I, I was but like, if I ever, schools, if I ever away. went to school here, I would not have graduated. It's a good time. It's a I, great time. Yeah, time in Austin. yeah. that yeah. would have yeah. been this a is fun an place to go. guys saying that. Yeah, my wife, well, my yeah. wife went to Texas. Oh, oh well, there did. you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question from a teammate for DJ Reader. Then we'll get some questions from the crowd in here. Go ahead. Hello, DJ Reader. This is Sean Cody, former nose tackle for the Houston Texans. You're a thick, handsome devil like myself. So I was curious, do you prefer shooting the A-gap, shooting the B-gap, or shopping at the gap? (laughs) I don't think I can fit any clothes at gap. (laughs) So I'm going to go with shooting the A-gap. Shooting the A-gap. Have you met Sean Cody, by the way? Have you met him? Because he used to be a nose tackle here. I think I have. I think I have met him, yeah. You guys you guys get along. You guys would get along famously. And hearing his voice and just comparing these two, it's such different eras of Texans history, but they're both great personalities, so it's great to hear from him. He was the KJAC TV before KJAC TV with On the Nose. Yeah, yeah, he did a show. We gotta show DJ some of those programs. All right, let's get some questions from the crowd in here before we get to the break, as Krista has the microphone ready. And what's your name, sir? My name's Roger, Roger Hardy. Okay, Roger, what's your question? DJ, just how good did it feel sacking Tom Brady? (laughs) It felt felt really good because I've touched Tom Brady about four times. (laughs) Touched him. Like, in my career. And I was... I've been so close. I've beaten people clean. He's got the ball off. He's got the ball off. Now he's so mentally frustrated. So to get him this time, I feel really, really good. All right. I like that question. It's All right. Question. Next question is from Mark. DJ, who's your sports idol and how have they shaped your life or career? Um, My sports idol growing up was Barry Bonds. Mm. And um, I think he's a testament to the kind of when I was talking about, like, even kill doesn't rock me. Not nobody knocks me off like what I feel. He's always been accused and different things have happened his, mm-hmm. throughout his career. And like it, one thing that's always happened to stay consistent is he hit the ball. Yep. And I think he took that with him everywhere he went. And I think that's why I was really a big fan and really a true, just a diehard Barry Bonds fan. Like that would be my like. I would go crazy if I ever met Barry Bonds in person. So, like, I just really like his game, and I think just the way he went about the game. Every year, no matter what people said about him, no matter what wasn't proven or what was proven, he went out there and hit the ball every single game. I mean, it really felt like there was a time where you could not pitch to him under mm-hmm. any circumstances. You pitch to him. He Late was 90s, do something. the he middle was, part of yeah, the last decade. One of the most feared people him. to walk up to the plate. Oh, there's no question about it. And, and in a knew, key situation, yeah. forget about it. You're not even going to think about it. You didn't even want to throw the ball. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, so I've always looked up to him growing up. Pretty sure the Astros walked in with the bases loaded one time, right? I, I could think be off, that's but I true. think that they did. And then he hit, he hit his uh, 70th, I think, against Into the, the IB Astros above yeah. Tal's Hill. Probably. Yeah, it's right there. Still going. I he, believe so. Pretty good stuff. Okay, next question for the crowd. What's your name? Hi, Melissa Schaefer. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Hey. What's the worst thing about living with Carlos Watkins? Um, do you still live with him? No, I live. I you guys have separate houses. Yeah, we, we do, but I live four houses now, so I basically still live with him. <laughs> um, is it I, like a sitcom? He's over a lot. Yeah, like everybody he loves is over Raymond. a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like Friends, you know? He's <laughs> over all the time. Uh, I think probably the worst thing 
is he you never know he's not he's inconsistent you never know what's going to happen like you never know if you're going to wake up for a workout and he's going to be there and offer you a ride or you're going to wake up for a workout and he's going to be gone mm. or like he's cooked something or somebody comes over and cooks if he's going to invite you down there if he's just going to assume you're supposed to know that. like oh. Carlos is very <laughs> he's very thoughtful when it comes to certain things and then certain things it's like it just goes right past his head that he's just supposed to think about somebody else so he's just He's like the he's more of the little brother in our in our friendship, even though he's older. Mm-hmm. Like Carlos, different. just extend an invitation once in a while. Yeah, like he, I can't read your mind. He's, he thinks my middle name is Mind. Mind. You're supposed to just read mind him. Mind reader, yeah. yeah. Oh, mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mind reader. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was putting that Drew one together it. too. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Where are we going with this? Okay, like got it. it. DJ, you've used that one before. I have. Yeah. Not plenty, just on him, I'm no, guessing. No, plenty huh? of times. Yeah. That gives you a lot. <laughs> Good material. It's a, it's a staple. Yeah. All right, Debbie, what's your question? Hey, hi, DJ. How are you? Hey. Uh, since your nutritionist is very strict, yeah. what would be your not approved cheat meal? Um, oh, I love this question. The not approved cheat meal. Didn't Probably. the kid reporter ask you this during the luncheon? Yeah, I, I told thought? you, I don't cheat. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. But if, if you, you were, were to if cheat. If I were to cheat. Probably the ice cream that I said, like this milkshake that I'm probably gonna get after this. Not is get. Done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but this is good for the uh, imaginary. Yeah, it's a little protein in there, it's right? A partner of the Houston Texans. Protein shake. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just research. Are you good. big ice cream? Is sweets is your downfall? Yeah, I think sweets is my sugar and carbs are probably like two of my biggest downfalls. Same. Yeah. So ice cream. Yeah, ice cream is not. But do they let you have cheat meals? Like I would think after a win or after a game. No, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm no? not paying attention today, so. Okay. It's be careful. Tuesday. We don't want to get him into it. No. no, I'm just asking. I'm Nobody's just asking because I don't know. Streets, you know. I feel like on any diet, you're allowed a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. I don't know when, like, is that, like, just the bye week? (laughs) There will be some wiggling today. There will be players some wiggling today. Okay, okay. All right, more questions coming up, including stuff about the Tennessee Titans, the next opponent for DJ. Mm -hmm. Also, his other sport in his life. We have some questions about that. It's the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. The Fuddruckers Texans Players Show continues in a moment. with more of the Texans Players Show, live from Fuddruckers. We're having a good time with DJ Reader here tonight, and people are dressing up. It's becoming a Fuddruckers Texans Players Show tradition to dress up <laughs> for the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Now, that does, that does not mean you need to do it to show up, because plenty of people don't. But a lot of people are wearing gear, and it started with gear, then luchadora masks. Mm. Then Darth Texan. I don't know what he, what does he call himself. Is it Darth Texan? Uh, well, he's not. Darth Texan's not here. That these guys are. These wait, are wait, the there's something different. What are dudes. these guys? These guys are Everyone's dressed up. Everyone's taking pictures with them. I mean, it looks like they look like Raider fans, They're except really cool. the Texan <laughs> stuff Texans and yeah. full lit regalia. I'm, I'm talking LED lights on their colored LED lights, no less. Uh, yeah, one battle red. One guy's got a, one guy's got a lamp for a hat. This so is it a says new on their thing. Shield on the back. Lighting yeah. up Texans. During the break, I, I thought of. Wait, she said their name is Lighting Up Texans. That's not come good. Up with a better name. Lighting up Texans. Gotta no. come up with a better name. Lut. They're, they're lut. They're not they're lit. They're lut. They're lit. Yes. Lit Texans. Yeah. Well, we're taking pictures. We're gonna get them on social media for you. Mark, we were talking about uh, the, one of your sacks, DJ, during the game, mm-hmm. where Mark actually credited. They first credited Thanks, JJ Mark. with a half a sack. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sorry, DJ. And Appreciate then, uh, and then, then it was your sack. But th- this brought up an interesting point because when you're on the field, we were talking about how much of a difference it makes to you guys to get those sacks. No. And Antonio you don't Smith. Care. We had Antonio Smith on this <laughs> show for a whole season, yeah. and I remember him saying once that. As soon as him and JJ, if they both got to the quarterback at the same time, they would both instantly start their celebration <laughs> because they thought the referees would generally give the sack to the guy that started celebrating yeah. first because it mm. looks like mm. he clearly got it. Is this a thing that you and JJ do? Um, I don't get there how as do much you? as he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you need so, to consider a, a celebration. Yeah, DJ. I think he's really good at like the finger hold up. Like, like immediately, yeah. he's so, like, yeah, immediately as soon as he gets there, he's like, I'm, I got there. Yeah. It's years <laughs> um, of training with Antonio, I think. <laughs> so mine, I thought, I did think he got there, but then after watching the replay, you know, if they want to give him a half, then they can give him a half. But oh, that's nice you know, of you. I, but they gave I would, it to you. I mean, yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna keep it for as long as I can, unless he sends it in and it gets reviewed <laughs> and all this stuff. So. <laughs> As long as I can keep it, I'll keep it. Because, you know, I don't get there as much as he does. So. I like that you were convinced by the finger that it was him. No, it I mean, no, on you, that, huh? it just works all the time. Like, I don't even know if there's anybody ever close when he does it. But he gets up and immediately tells you <laughs> that it was him. So, I mean, he does a good job of making sure you know. It's branding. He got the, yeah, it's, it's branding. It's branding. But then, I do think then he goes into the celebration after he shows you, I got it. <laughs> then there's a celebration after that. I just think, DJ, that you need to work on your celebration and the quickness of your celebration so that you can start getting your sack count up I, I as think, well. I think I got something for next time. Oh, next you time do? Oh, you do? Yeah, I got you. Well, you're on pace for 24 sacks. No, you're on pace for 32. more than that. 32, 32. 32. sacks. Yeah. My, my math is way... <laughs> Your math is a little off. DJ, struggle. if you got 32 <laughs> sacks, you 32 would sacks. set an NFL record if you did that. That'd yeah, I know, man. Um, pretty sweet. You know, I'm going to try my best to do that. So we need a celebration for sure yeah. for that many sacks. I mean, if I got there 36 times, then it just... I mean, 32 times, it just started getting old by then, right? You only need 30 no. more. You've already got two. <laughs> you've already got old. two. You only need 30. 30, 30 more. All right, 30, 30 more times. Okay. So... I wanted to talk wow. to you about the rules here for a moment because wow. the body weight rule. The, the, bo- oh. the bat flip that just happened oh. on the screen up there. Yeah. Yeah, they most, were doing a little. Most immaculate uh, bat flip I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, really? Like, just a wonderful bat. Did oh. you ever flip the bat? You were a baseball player. In high school. Yep. Yeah. Like, so you go did, deep, did you go deep? Were you a home run hitter in high school? Yeah, but I was a little bit of, for lack of a better word, not. The nicest person on the baseball field. Really? really? Like a little flashy out there? Oh, yeah. Not not necessarily flashy, just kind of just really gritty, just talked way too much, just wasn't. It was a guy you wanted on your. That definitely did not want to play against me too much. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. Is that a bad yeah. thing? I could have went about it a little bit. What about when way. you struck somebody out? What did you do? Oh, no. You didn't want to be walking back really? to the dugout. No. <laughs> really? You'd say something. Yeah. Every oh time. Boy. College, too? No, 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 no. Just in high school. And it really, only really my junior year, my senior year, I didn't talk much. Like, well, hitting, pitching, mm-hmm. no. But my junior year, I don't know what got into me that year. I just, you did not want to be on the Your coaches end. get after you, try and rein I mean, that in, or were they happy I mean, that you Yeah, but I was killing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like let him do his thing. But you're just yeah, trying I mean, out yeah, different they got after me, but I, I was just, I was killing it. Like, I. Okay, that's on top of the world. When yeah. you were being recruited <laughs> in high school, DJ, yeah. and you know that people are watching. Yeah. Now, high school crowds, they're not very big, right, by and large. And it's obvious to everybody that somebody's there watching you. Were they, were they watching other kids as well? Did you have other D1 baseball um, players on the field with you a lot? Yeah, my, my, um, 
the conference I played in, we had a lot of D1 baseball players come out of that conference. So okay. there could be a lot of guys watching a bunch of people. All right, so it wasn't yeah. like just, it wasn't just obvious like, yeah, it that it's yeah. just you. It wasn't like, no. They would come to the games where it's usually a, probably about three or four guys on the field at that time. It's got to be a lot of pressure when you know that that's happening. Not to me. I told you how I felt about it. Yep. Okay. I was homeschooled till sixth grade, so like I just knew my swing for a long time. Then by the time I got into high school, I've been hitting so well like my whole life. I was, confidence mm-hmm. was through the roof. That was one thing you didn't have to worry about. It. I love it. This is great. Do you ever think you'll go? I think we've asked you this before. Do you ever think you'll go and play baseball maybe one day? After football, like, yeah, go back home and play. Like, in the could men's you league. could you go back and play baseball? Yeah, I feel I'll, like baseball. I'll, I'll you could play. I'm playing the men's league. Yeah, yeah, adult beer league one day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, yeah. and, and actual baseball. I mean, there's mm. plenty like of that real stuff baseball. Around. Real yeah. baseball. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Okay. Adult men league. I'm cool with adult men league. Mm-hmm. Teaching my kids how to play and having a great time. DJ Reader with us. Okay, I wanted to ask you about the body weight rule. Mm-hmm. You guys talked about this at all? How to handle that? So you sack somebody, but you can't get the, you can't really body slam the guy. I almost feel like the rule would be better written if it just said, "Don't body slam somebody," because people would understand what that meant more than body weight. Uh, yeah, but like, I didn't think you would be able to like make that decision mm-hmm. as you're hitting somebody. <laughs> yeah, the other day, I found out you clearly can. Like, oh really? <laughs> yeah, like you really can make that decision. Like, and it's not. It's not slowing you down at all. Because, like, I mean, I guess if you get there flush and you're mm-hmm. just, like, chasing from behind and you're just diving out to get one and you just happen to overshoot, right? that'd be a little bit harder. But, like, when you're coming through, like, you you literally can get to the side. Like, you already feel them going down. And maybe it was just Tom has this thing. Tom doesn't really try to stay up much. Like, he's kind of right. already trying to go to the ground. So maybe it was just him. But maybe – um I'll see if it's somebody else. Like, cause you, if you, it feels like you can really make that decision. That's a really great point right yeah. there. Cause you feel like you're in a finish him mode, but if you do, then you're gonna get flagged. You know, you're gonna get flagged, and you're yeah. gonna hurt it. It's gonna happen. Right. They're not. I watched the film on it. Mm-hmm. The one play where JJ got back there, the referees weren't even looking at anything else that was happening. The two bad guys were not looking at anything else that was happening. They were only looking at that hit. Ooh. And so if he had landed on that, it's clearly going to be a flag. Okay. But he did a great job of getting his hands off. Him. Yeah, and you were saying you could tell that Brady is like he knows he's what just he's kind of yeah he just kind of he just he, he knows when the journey's over and he kind of yeah almost he doesn't like lay down but he's just like he is ready to go to the ground and do you think you that helps him. in terms of injury prevention? Yeah, I think, for I think a quarterback? so for him. Yeah. For you try sure. to stay up, maybe you get hurt, right? I think he's just. When he knows that it's over, he just takes it. He's just like, yeah. Ah, he studied down. it. I mean, he's been doing it so long. Yeah. And then all the stuff he does with his body, you know, like you guys have seen the documentary, but I'm sure that that has played a role over the last five years in, hey, when when you feel this, at some point in time, you know, get down. Get down, yeah. yeah. All right. So it's been weird with the Tennessee Titans since you've been around here because. Mm-hmm. You look at going up there in the end of 2016, you didn't need the game, and you started Savage, but he got hurt, and then you lost the game, but it really wasn't affecting your playoff standing. Mm-hmm. You look at last year, end of the, you know, the season was really tough, obviously, and it was, it was a losing streak, and it was very difficult to snap out of it with all the injuries and everything. But the game here last year, utter domination. You know, it's been really interesting when you look at the, 
Well, it was. It was 57 oh. to 14. <laughs> Utter domination. Is that too too broadly put there? I mean, it's accurate, but it almost seems, remembering it, it almost seems like an understatement. But it, it's accurate. You yeah. utterly it dominated. It's like I mean, something my brother would say to me, like, he's beat me in basketball. Utter <laughs> 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 domination. Well, you damn near scored 60 points on the guy. You know, that's a college points. score, you know? And, I'm a sports broadcaster. That's like one of your Clemson scores there, DJ. But anyway, what about the Tennessee Titans as you get ready for them on Sunday? This is a, a huge game, and you knew all the division games were going to be huge this year. Um, I think they do a lot of they do a good job with a lot of things, and I think especially keeping you honest on defense, like with that zone read and a lot of things. Mario's a talented quarterback. Mm-hmm. He got hurt the other day. I don't know what happened. I hadn't checked that out. They haven't. Right. They haven't said, but it, there was optimism that he would. That he play. might be okay. back. I didn't check what happened, but um, either way, Blank guy was kind of the same quarterback. They they're both really athletic, mm-hmm. and if you have bad eyes, though, those guys can beat you. And I think um, on defense they have some pretty good players, some really special guys. Um, the offensive line is pretty like they're solid. They're they're really good. Um, Lawan's highest paid tackle, right? But he's he suffered got, a concussion yeah, too. Yeah, I heard. They yeah, had, heard, they he had got so hurt many too. injuries. He's in the uh, protocol, but you never he's know. He's in the protocol, and their right tackle. The right tackle so has dealing with the, He's still dealing with the knee. Had the knee from last year. Um, but so he may not go either. That, they, they, I mean, even the inside guys. The inside guys have been. Everybody knows Ben, Q Spain, and um, Klein. Those guys are pretty good. They, they, got, a, they got they got some really good backs mm-hmm. with Henry and um, Deion Lewis. Deion Deion Lewis, Lewis. Now. Yeah, they had a seven-plus-hour game because they had two yeah. huge weather delays the other day. Have you ever been in a she big weather delay? She was just telling delay? me about that. That's Yeah. I've been in weather delays for baseball, not football. Okay. A little different. Yeah. And what about Mike Vrabel being on that side? Like, the fact that you guys, yeah, he, he knows this defense. He you knows know, us a little well. Uh, how, a little I think that's going to factor players. in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know? I don't know how it's going to factor in. Um it can go a bunch of different ways, and uh, I just—it's kind of interesting to see how it's going to shake out. You know, um, I think we're going to go in there as a really tough team to beat, and even though he does know some of the guys, he also knows that. So he's going to have those guys prepared. So we're going to have to prepare this weekend. Yeah, he knows really the ins and outs yeah, of all knows, you guys. He knows the ins and outs of us, but I think a lot of us have improved since he's been gone. So they signed Michael Pruitt yesterday. Mm-hmm. DQ. Wesenberry's on the practice squad now, okay. so they got a lot of Texans yeah. presence there in Nashville. That's pretty interesting. What about DQ getting another shot? That's nice yeah, to see. Yeah, it's really good to see him get another shot. You know, um, been a guy who's been through a lot, but never shaken, never folded, always set his jaw and attack mm-hmm. whatever he had to attack. And um, that's a testament to his character and his work ethic, and I think he's doing a really good job of that. I want to ask you about Tyron Matthew. I can't mm-hmm. believe we got through the whole hour and didn't talk about him and his addition. You know, what's he like in the locker room? He's one of the team captains. It seems like even though it's his first year here, he's just really got this, like, nice, quiet leadership, like not over the top, but, but you know, he just lets his play speak for itself. You can, when he walks in the room, he commands attention of the room. Mm -hmm. For a smaller guy, it's tough to do. Um, But you can tell he loves the game of football. He's a true competitor. Like, he's one of the elitists when it comes to being a competitor. Um... He has this unbelievable confidence about himself, and he shows it when he plays. He goes out there, he puts the time, and he knows he's prepared to go out there and play. I think that's what you know people appreciate it. And he's, whenever you go talk to him about anything else, he's gonna keep it real with you no matter what. And so you can respect that as a player, especially as a young guy coming in. 
who might not know as much, he's going to keep it 100% honest with you. He's not out there, not trying to help you because he wants your job to get He wants you to get better. And he takes everything that he has in him out there on the football field, and he puts it all out there. And I think that's what you really appreciate about a player like that, and I think that's why he has the respect from our teammates that he does. Well, DJ, it's great to visit with you. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to more visits here at Fuddruckers. Thanks so much for being here, and Thank good luck on Sunday me. against Tennessee. Appreciate it. All right, DJ Reader, next up, Texans All Access live from Fuddruckers, 59 and Wesley, and we'll be right here. This is Texans Radio.